We're going to talk about things this morning from three different places that everyone's always curious about the future. They know that the Bible holds prophecies about the future. Most everybody I know wishes they knew more about these prophecies than they do. And we'll talk about that this morning. The title of this is End Times. We've been mentioning about how Jesus started out preaching, talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, and that it was close to him at the time he was preaching it. And then it came in the way of the church because only the believers can live in the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God here on this earth by placing ourselves under this authority of God and living like he wants us to live. So we've been looking at what he told us this time would be like. They call it in Bible, Bible scholars call it the age of the Gentiles. It was the age of the Jews and then the Gentiles we're opened up for salvation, and so now we're living in what they call the age of Gentiles until the last Gentile is saved. And when the last Gentile is saved, if I understand it right, Jesus will come back at the rapture. He will not come down to the earth. He will be in the clouds, but he will call us up, and we'll go to meet him in the clouds. This time of Gentiles, the age of the Gentiles, is going to come to an end. And although I've never taught the whole thing at one time, because it's a complicated thing, uh, I'd like to show you a couple of things this morning about what the Bible says about that that pertains to us as Christians. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you'll turn there. Paul is writing this letter to the church at Thessalonica and he's explaining some things that God apparently feels like we need to know or else he wouldn't have put it in the Bible. So in chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians in verse 1 Paul says, Now we beseech you, brethren, or ask you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, concerning our gathering together unto him. When he comes the next time, he will appear in the clouds and he will say, Come up, and all the Christians of the world will be gathered together unto him. that ye be not soon shaken or deceived in your mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand or has already come. That's what he's saying here. The at hand here means don't let anybody make you worried 
and tell you and may you believe that the day of Christ's second coming has already happened because it hadn't. And then he goes to explain how we can see the things coming and we've been hinting at this in some of our sermons by what's going on in our country today and what we can gather out of some of the actions some of the leadership is taking. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day that Christ comes back, shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. He says there's two things that's got to happen before Christ is coming back. One is there's going to be a falling away of the church. I personally believe that's starting when big churches like the First Baptist Church in Montevallo has only got 60 people coming to a service a week now. When I was a kid, there were several hundred. When churches throughout the country, some of them have in attendance 8 to 12 people. So I feel like the falling away of so many from the church and the idea of falling away from God has already started. And that man of sin, the Satan, be revealed. It will come to light what he looks like and where he is and who he is. Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Prophecy says that when he is revealed, he will be sitting on the throne in the temple in Jerusalem claiming to be just like God, what he started out to do, and it got him kicked out of heaven. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, Paul says. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Verse 6 says you need to have an understanding now of what is keeping this thing from happening. Of all the falling away and the fact that Satan is being revealed. The thing that's keeping that from happening you need to know about. And he says in verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Jesus came and brought several mysteries to the people that became the church. And one of these mysteries is the evil that's been in the world since the beginning of time. It's not just been lately. We seem to think that everything seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. I think it's because we know more than we have because it's been around for a while. Some of us have been aware of this stuff that has been going on in government for 60, 65 years. And other people are just now finding out about it. I think probably that was the purpose for Donald Trump being elected president, is that the government of this country be opened up so more people would know what was going on. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's been working. The world has been getting worse and worse and worse since the beginning of time. You know, God destroyed everybody in the world but eight people at one time because they were so bad. So things have been bad. They're not just getting that away. 
Only he who now letteth will let until it be taken out of the way. That expression, he who letteth will let, means he who is hindering this will continue to hinder it until he be taken out of the way. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been trying since the beginning of time to keep sin from happening. He's done all he can do. And he's even trying harder now than he was at the first. I don't know, I don't know why, but it says he was. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. The people will fall away from the church. Satan will be revealed. Jesus then will come back. And at the battle of Armageddon, we'll all be there with him on white horses. I always thought we'd have to fight the war with him as God's soldiers, but that's not the case. We'll be there with Jesus, but Jesus will take care of Satan with his mouth. He will speak a word and Satan will be bound for a thousand years. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Satan is trying to copy God. He's doing all kind of miracles and things to try to impress us. And with all deception or deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish. There are a lot of people that Satan's doctrines are working on. It's those who are not Christians. They haven't been saved. And all this deception of unrighteousness in them that perish, the lost, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. As we get further in time and these things start happening and Satan is revealed and other creatures that Satan has created shall reveal and start being very prominent in the government of the world, those that do not know Jesus, the lost. God will send them a delusion that they will believe a lot of this stuff that Satan's representatives are trying to tell them. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth are sent to hell, but had pleasure in unrighteousness but we are bound to give thanks already to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God from, hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. So you see, he's telling us that the reason that things are not finishing off, that this age of the Gentiles, has been held this long and is still being held is because of the Holy Spirit of God. Now understand something, please. 
this Holy Spirit that we have dwelling within us 24-7 is a part of God. It is one-third of God. And it's been here as long as God's been here. So the Holy Spirit was a part of God before the world was created. And as the Old Testament has progressed, the Holy Spirit has worked there at times, but he never was permanently dwelling in very few people and only those that God chose to have him put in. Then came Jesus and the church. And one of the things that God changed because of salvation is that the Holy Spirit, that part of God, lives in us from the time we believe for eternity. So Holy Spirit has been around a while and it was working in the world to start with to keep down sin. Now it works in us to keep down sin in us. That's what he says. Now one thing that you need to understand, it says down here in verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity, that that Jesus explained to us. A mystery is simply something that has been hidden since the beginning of time and Jesus is beginning to tell us about those things. And he says that the one that's keeping it back is the Holy Spirit until he be taken out of the way. Now look, the Holy Spirit is not going to be taken away from the earth. He's going to be taken out of the way. What he, will, what he will still be here. He will work on the earth like he did in the Old Testament through eternity to keep down sin. But he will now be working through the church instead of out in the world. That's what it means by that. He won't be taken away. He'll be taken out of the way. Now to continue with all of that, let's turn, if you will, please, to Revelations chapter 13. And while you're turning there, maybe you can listen. He's been restraining sin since the beginning of time. That's his job. That's what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do. But he's been working in the church through us since salvation came into play. Satan or the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the way at the rapture. The only way you can take the Holy Spirit out of the equation is to take us out of the equation because the Holy Spirit's in us. People talk about God lives down at the church house. No, he doesn't. He lives in you. And God is only in the church house when you walk in. You bring him with you. And you've heard us thank God for being here with us every Sunday morning, making it so evident. He is always with a Christian when he comes to church. But in so many churches, they fail to teach the action of the Holy Spirit, and people don't realize what's going on and have no clue, and they don't sense that the Spirit is there because their mind is distracted in all kind of other different ways instead of straight on Jesus 
and the Holy Spirit and the Jehovah God. And so they just don't understand. At the rapture, he will be bound for a thousand years and we will then move into New Jerusalem, the holy city, the first heaven there that's hovering over the city of Jerusalem. We'll live there a thousand years and Satan will be bound for a thousand years. Now in chapter 13, of Revelations in verse 11. John is talking about what God allowed him to see that's going to happen in heaven. And he said in verse 11, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. This is all what he's seeing in heaven. This beast for your information, is the Antichrist. You've heard about the Antichrist. They say that the spirit of Antichrist is, is here now, and it is, but the Antichrist has not come yet. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him. There was another beast, they called a beast before him that Satan brought up out of humanity to lead the world. He was wounded with a head wound and everybody thought he would die. He was a person, a creature, a living creature somewhere in this world. And he didn't. He, 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 he lived. And so this other beast has come along who is the Antichrist and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. I have no more inclination to what that means other than to guess that this man could bring down lightning on the earth, make lightning strike earth. And it impressed everybody. And deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an idol or an image to that beast that was hurt. He's, the Antichrist is trying to get everybody to worship that beast and for them to make an idol of him, a carven image, which had the wound by the sword and did live, he further dis discussed who he was, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now look, what the Antichrist is doing is trying to talk the people of the earth into creating an idol of that beast and worship it. And he caused that idol that they created to speak like a human would. 
and everybody's flabbergasted by the whole thing. And a lot of people are being misled and God has given them a delusion so they will believe that thing that Satan is doing is real. And for everyone who would not bow down and worship the beast, one of the three pieces of Satan, you got the Antichrist and the false prophet who are the same person. And you've got the beast and you've got Satan. Just like God is made up of three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Satan's tried to copy him and he's got Satan and the beast and the Antichrist. And he's in the business of killing the people on the earth who will not worship that beast. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, so that's everybody, everybody on the earth, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, a mark or a brand, uh, an, an identification thing and that no man might buy or sell that he has the mark. We've all heard of the mark of the beast, the three sixes. Some of us know something about that, if not very much. But what the Antichrist is doing is causing everybody in the world to take the mark of the beast, the three sixes, because if they do not have it, they are not allowed to buy and sell and do business without the mark. Or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred, three score, and six. The number of the beast is three sixes. Now, I personally believe that the mark of the three sixes is the. My mind went blank. What do you call it? What? Barcode. All you've got to do is look at any barcode. And every product now in the world has one. Unless you raise peanuts in your backyard, everything that you buy has a barcode. The first letter in a barcode is six. The middle letter in a barcode is six. And the last letter is six. That's the reason I feel like that that's probably the thing that's going to be used to identify these people that the, the, the Antichrist is trying to get identified. I've understood that there is enough numbers in the barcode to number every person that will ever live. So, here we go. Now, there is some question about what, whether or not we will be here when this takes place. I personally do not believe that we will. I believe that we are going to be called up and the rapture is going to happen before all these things come to pass. I think we will go through some trouble. There are some people who are friends of mine who believe that we're going to be called up before there's any problems. I don't believe that. 
I believe that the Bible tells that we as Christians will go through some trouble, not the worst trouble, but some. Now there's some things that I'm fixing to bring up that are not inspired. They're, they're talked about in your Bible, and I believe we can see them that's going on right now. Your whole, I can mention them, and your Holy Spirit will tell you whether or not you believe it like I believe. I have been taught to believe these things by the Holy Spirit, not by people. I had to quit re- reading prophecy years ago because so much of what they say is not true. But there would seem some things that I would like to bring to your attention. There are the signs of these times. You're aware that we have people in the government we have had for about 15, 20 years who are discussing this thing about the globe and having a global government, a one world government, instead of countries having their own governments. In order for the beast to control all financial matters in the world, there has got to be a one world banking system. Countries cannot each one have their own currency and whatever. And it is coming that way. Now, for these people who are trying to prepare the world for Satan. They'll have a one world government so that one man can rule it. They'll have a one world financial system where all the currency in every country in the world will be printed in one place and this government that controls the world will print the, the currency. Something else you might have seen and wondered what in the world is going on. In order to have a one world government, you have got to destroy the borders of countries. You have got to do away with borders that are protected, as our southern border is. They're letting people in here like you wouldn't believe. They're trying that in Europe. They've been doing it for years. They're trying to create a situation to where everybody in the world is welcome all over the world. And no person, no government, no country can protect himself against crime or criminals or or plagues or COVID from other places. So you see, it's already at work. I found out in this last week that our president's choice for the head of the Federal Reserve was a lady who was wanting, who was advocating that all banks in the United States be done away with and have a federal currency for the whole country. You know they've already taken our, trying to take our guns away from us so that we will not be able to protect ourselves. I was asked this week, how in the world are we going to stop that? Well, it says right here, we're not going to stop it. We can prolong it. We can put it off. We can do things 
that will keep, like it said, restrain it from going on and finishing out. But eventually, I feel like the world's probably going to be this way. I believe at that time, Christians will be in heaven. And then when the worlds come together, part of the prophecy I learned years ago was there's going to be a six million man army march on foot out of China to come to Jerusalem to help fight the battle of Armageddon. There's also going to be an army that are going to be mounted on horses. The only army that could be mounted on horses anymore is from Mongolia. The Mongolia still ride horses every day. So they're going to come down and be part of the fight too. And I think probably if God doesn't change what he's already got looking at, that maybe in the next week or so we might talk about some of these end-timed events, but that Jesus, with us behind him at the battle of Armageddon, will slay all of God's enemies to the extent that the best I can figure, he says the blood will be so deep from so many people dying that the buzzards of the world shall feed on it and that the blood in the battle of Megiddo, the battle of Armageddon, will run as high as the, horse, the bits in the horse's mouth. Well, that's about that much. You know that. And I've tried to figure out the length of that valley. The closest I can come is 182 miles. That's a lot of blood. But that's what they say will happen when Jesus kills all his enemies. That is some scary sounding stuff. But like I said, there are some things that are already happening. They have got a foothold. How far they're going to be able to go with it, I don't know. They are already things that I would warn my friends, Christian friends about is there are things, I mean, I had it happen to me last week. There's a guy called me from India. And he called me by my name, Joe Clark. And he gave me my address, 130 Highway 217, Briarfield, Alabama. He knew that I did my banking at Regions Bank. And he started trying to sell me something. And it surprised me how much he knew about my preferences. Because you see, every time that we mention what goes on inside of us on Facebook, they're getting more information about us all the time. And we're giving it to them. And nobody seems to be concerned about it. They've got facial recognition now that you can do your cell phone by just showing your face. Well, what's on the other side of that cell phone? <laughs> They're gathering information on us like you wouldn't believe. And it's in, I would have never believed that somebody in India would know everything about me in Briarfield today. But they do. And if that salesman knows about me, 
And I'll say this, I do not have a Facebook page. I have never put my face on Facebook. I have never had a cell phone that I could open up with my thumbprint. I've never had a TV that I could speak to and it would turn on and operate. All these things that they're building automobiles that you talk to now. Who's gathering the information that you're giving to that computer in that automobile? We don't know. But you see the points that I'm trying to make. We, as Christians in a world, are giving the enemy every bit of information he needs to help him destroy us. He doesn't know that he can't. Because I'm a Christian, and I can't be destroyed. I can only be transported from this earth to heaven. That's the only thing that's going to happen to me. But if you look around at things that people are considering real novelty things, a lot of folks are driving cars now that are computers on four wheels. And they've got all, ways, all kinds of ways of accessing information. And we're giving it to them every single day. We're helping them. We're helping Satan do all this stuff that he has created in this world that he might attempt to defeat the works of God. And that's you and me. They're trying to do away with individual countries' characteristics. The USA is the home of the free and the brave. They're trying to take our freedom away from us. They're trying to control us. They're doing that already in Washington. There's a group of people who are trying to do it. They're doing away with the things that make each country distinctive, the things that we patriots care about here, the right to, to come to church on Sunday morning, the right to have any kind of religion we want, the right to speak out about anything we don't like, the right to travel back and forth. And in the last several years, you have seen all kinds of things take effect that has restricted our traveling. Now they've come out with a new variance of COVID-19 in Africa and most of the countries of the world have shut down anybody traveling to their country out of the country of Africa. Can you see that that's all about control? There are people, Christian people, who I've talked to, I don't know whether they believe them or not, that say that the whole thing about COVID-19 was done to change us and to control us. I don't know. I heard this week that 80% of the vaccinations that we received were saline, salt water. I don't believe that. But it could be true. People are in places where they can do that. So is it real? I don't know. I ask my God to show me if it is or not. You may think me crazy. I don't know. 
people have said that some of these ideas are crazy, and some of them probably are. But the thing I want to show you is some of them are not. And we're going along, la, 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 and cooperating with the whole plan. And we need to be aware of it. That's all I'm saying. Let Jesus make you aware. Talk to him. Ask him what you should be doing with your life in order to give the enemy all the information that he, can, that he wants. Like I said, at some point, I'm sure, most of this, well, all of this is predicted in the Bible, is inevitable. It will come. It will come. But it's about control. Your face, ID recognition, recognition, thumbprints, your place of residence. You know, you can you can pull up uh, uh, your computer and find and, 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 and shoot. I've done it with my own backyard, and you can find your backyard. And we think that's the coolest thing, but they can find your backyard too. <laughs> you can't hide. They already know all about so many of us. And we don't realize what we're doing, I don't think. They knew that I was a diabetic. That's pretty personal. They know to some extent by the way they approached me, by what they were trying to sell me, because they were trying to sell me a medical device because I was a diabetic at my address and knew my telephone number to call. They have some idea about what you spend your money for and what you don't. If you don't believe it, pull up Google, YouTube, if you will. And the first thing that'll be on that page is all the songs that you've asked for before. They know what your preferences are. They know so much about you. If you pull up something new on one of those things, the next couple of three days, you'll see it coming up automatically because they've already figured out that's who you are. Satan and Christianity cannot coexist together. That's the reason the scripture says that. That's the reason that I believe that the Holy Spirit and us will be gone before Satan gets to this point of control in the world. So, it's a scary subject. I was asked to talk about it. And I did. I'm sure some of you will get ideas that God didn't give me because we all deal differently. But this is what is coming to our country. And I think more and more we're going to feel like we're pilgrims here, that we don't really belong here because of the way we think, because of the way the Holy Spirit has changed us to a new generation. The old man has passed away. And we're going to see, I think, and it will probably help us keep from being so friendly with the world because James says to be friends with the world is to be an enemy of God.
So now. Do you change your lifestyle? I don't think so. If I was a young man, I would still have the expectations that I had without this knowledge. Because I've always wanted to live as long as I could. I'm surprised that I'll soon be 80. Because I thought when I got diabetes at 26 that I would die at 52. And I believed it with all my heart. And when I got 53, I was the most surprised little boy you ever seen in your life. But I believe that we need to get up every morning believing that this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it until I'm not in it anymore. But the thing is, when I'm not in it, I'll be in heaven. I've never been to heaven. He didn't show me heaven like he has John. But I can read what John saw. And it, I bet, is a pretty cool place. Let's pray. Father, make us aware. Make us aware of our environment, of our government, of the people around us, of the things that are happening that we see and may understand what their motivations are. But we know that Satan has people in this world today who have got this idea that you've laid out in your scriptures is going to be. And they already started working to get there. Father, give us wisdom that we may know something about the place that we're living on called this earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.